0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host.
1: Welcome to the Small Business Fuel Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Wilson, Jr., and I serve as the area director of the UGA Small Business Development Center at Georgia State University. The purpose of this show is to provide relevant resources and essential information to small businesses in Georgia that helps you to grow and succeed. This show is produced, recorded, and distributed on several social media and streaming platforms by our resource partner, Business Radio X. And We have a great show for you today, and I'm excited that on this show I have a special co-host it will be Talisha Farrell-Jackson with the Small Business Outreach. She is a Small Business Outreach Specialist with the State Purchasing Division in the Georgia Department of Administrative Services. Some of you may know that as DOAS. And so she's going to introduce our special guest for the show in a moment. Uh, but how are you today?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you, Paul, for having Good. us. I'm excited Absolutely. to so, be here.
1: Wonderful. So definitely looking forward to a great show. Well, without any further ado, why don't you uh, introduce our guest and we'll just get, get moving.
0: Okay, I am proud to introduce the head of the DOAS uh, Department of Administrative Services, Commissioner J. Alexander Atwood. I am also privileged to be under his leadership. He has had a long and distinguished career in the law, business, military, and government services. On March 1st, 2019, Commissioner Atwood was appointed by Governor Brian P. Kemp to lead the Georgia Department of Administrative Services, overseeing numerous state operations and functions of the department, which include state purchasing, human resources administration, fleet management, surplus property, and risk management. Prior to assuming this role with the Department of Administrative Services, Commissioner Atwood served in the judiciary and was elected for three terms to the Georgia House of Representatives, where he served in numerous leadership and committee roles. He spent his early professional career as a special agent and supervisory special agent in federal law enforcement, serving throughout the United States and overseas. In addition to a distinguished judicial and legislative career, Commissioner Atwood served for 34 years in the United States Marine Corps Reserve in ground aviation and intelligence billets, retiring at the rank of full colonel. Following his retirement from federal service, Commissioner Atwood was one of the founding partners of the business litigation law firm Atwood Chote PC and also worked as the chief operating officer and general counsel for a 700 member security corporation providing security services to numerous government agencies across the U.S. as well as the National Football League. Commissioner Adwood holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Criminal Justice, a Master of Arts in International Relations, a Juris Doctor in Law, cum laude, I, I might add, and is currently pursuing an LLM at Georgia State University concentrating on the U.S. Constitution and the history of law. He is a past member of the Legal Honor Fraternity Sigma, Sigma Delta Kappa and was elected a fellow of the Lawyers Foundation of Georgia. Only four percent of Georgia attorneys have been elected as fellows. May. And last but not least, I must also add that Commissioner Atwood is the proud father of three children and three grandchildren. He has been married for 32 happy years to Cynthia Atwood, and the Atwoods reside in Atlanta and St. Simon's Island, Georgia. Did I do you justice, Commissioner Atwood?
2: Well, you you did. When you you live long enough, you have a lot of jobs. So <laughs> thank you. Thank Absolutely. you so much. You don't, very you don't much, get bored Talisha. easily. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, you know, Talisha is such a great uh, colleague of mine at DOES, and I'm so very fortunate to be able to work with her. And, uh, and, uh, you know, Paul, I want to thank you too for your good work at uh, the UGA small business uh, development center and at GSU. And, and I, I really appreciate well, I read your bio. It's pretty impressive. So.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, again, and, and, and our pillars definitely to have you on, on this show because again, uh, you bring a lot of uh, insight and wisdom as well as uh, resources and knowledge you can share with our small business audience. So Uh, Looking forward to kind of picking your brain a little bit today, if that's okay. Absolutely.
0: So, if you don't mind, Commissioner, we're going to dive right in. I'm going to lead lead with the first question, and that is, tell us all about DOAS and SBD, which is the State Purchasing Division, and what do you do, or what do we do, and how do you support small businesses and businesses alike?
2: Well, thank you, Alicia. We're an enterprise-wide uh, operation, and that was part of when I was asked to come in, and I've had an absolute joy in leading the good men and women of DOAS. I've never had a, a better group of colleagues to work in, uh, work with They're true professional all. We have, uh, as you said, five uh, principal business <laughs> interests. Uh, we have the state purchasing division. They negotiate our competitive contracts, our statewide competitive contracts, and what that does. Does, is it reduces uh, cost, uh, but they also offer technical assistance. They conduct and assess competitive bids. They uh, they provide efficient purchasing systems and standards and specifications, and the list goes on and on. Um, and we oversee, and in addition to the statewide contracts, we oversee Purchasing for all state entities, University System of Georgia, the public colleges and universities and technical systems of Georgia. We look at we look at a a spend of a little more than four point five billion dollars of goods and services for these state entities. But we are also the insurance company, if I can say that, for the state of Georgia under our risk management system and uh, a division. And they uh, they direct the state uh, internal workers' compensation. Uh, They uh, control the liability, the property. They also manage the state's uh, indemnification programs for uh, public officers and educators. They do a myriad of very, very tough jobs, especially in the cyclic climate that we now face with the insurance carriers and others, and and a very, very good job they've done. Our Human Resource Administration, uh, they provide enterprise expertise and personnel policy and practices, and what they do is they help the agencies attract and develop and retain high performer workforce. I mean, we are sixteen thousand, roughly sixteen thousand employees less uh, working in Georgia state government uh, than we were in two thousand and eight. And so the competition's keen. We want to bring the best and brightest we can into our into our government. And uh, I, I like to try to recruit every, do a pitch every place I am, Paul. And I'm I'm trying to do a little commercial here because Absolutely. I truly believe that public service is honorable. Uh, it adds esteem to the person that uh, the man or woman that comes into public service, and it also, if done well, it helps right. the people to have confidence in their government. So I encourage, especially our young people, come in and come to work for us. We'll put you to work, and and uh, and that's what uh, Al Howell and his great team over at Human Resource uh, Administrations do to try to help recruit where they can. And we also have our fleet management that manages the guidance and vehicle purchases and assignments and maintenance and a myriad of other things for over 20,000 vehicles, vessels, uh, trailers, aircraft for the state of Georgia. And uh, and uh, last but not least, we have surplus property that's responsible for not only the uh, identification and disposition of state property, but also federal property. They have over 4,000 sales per year uh, through their division. So it's just a just a wide range of things. And one principal thing, though, if I could step back, uh is so very aware, aware of this, our policy training and outreach. And that team works Uh, With the business community and they offer training for those businesses that like to partner with the state of Georgia and we'll try to make ourselves available there whenever we can. So that's an awful lot of what we we do, at least from DOES standpoint. I think, Talisha, you wanted me to touch on what we're doing with small business. Was that correct? Yes,
0: that would be excellent. I would love to hear.
2: I uh, I I didn't mean to give a monologue, but I (laughs) am. I I, I have uh, Paul. I have just loved my job. I love what I do, and and, um, this is one area that just uh, I've got have fire for. If I can say that, we have one of our strategic goals uh, within DOAS, which is also the goal. spelled out by governor kemp and his team was to be the number one state in georgia for small business when i was a state representative if i can be candid many times uh i had small businesses across the state uh business owners that would uh come to me and talk to me and they 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 felt like they they didn't get a break sometimes Mm and uh and it touched my heart and i'm uh, our agency, are do, we're doing the very best we can to wrap our arms around those folks because they produce such a large number of jobs. Absolutely. And it's a tough job. I've run businesses, and it's a tough job. Man, matching your payroll, making your payroll every day. Mm-hmm. So we have several key strategies that we're we're Moving ahead on trying to achieve that job, uh, that goal, uh, we've increased our outreach. We've increased our training, our resources, including adding opportunities for virtual training, even right. in this this COVID nineteen mm-hmm. pandemic. And we've touched more than four thousand. That's four thousand potential suppliers, including small businesses, in our training. Uh, we've launched a dedicated website. I'm going to do another commercial for Yay. you. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, Commissioner. Uh, there yes. you go. We're going to have you do all the publicity. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> www.dos.ga.gov. Right. www.dos.ga.gov. And just type in DOS. It'll get to us. Mm-hmm. And And what we've done, we have a dedicated web space there simply for small business. Uh, we have a webpage. We have available resources on there. We've introduced our small business symposium, which uh, we do a a really large uh, procurement conference on Jack Island. We've done it for three years. It was sold out. We had over 800 attendees and we brought folks in for a week. I think we did 40 or 50 different classes on teaching uh, businesses. We had vendors uh, teaching businesses how to do work with the state. Right. And we sat down and we put some of our, our bright folks together and we said, what can we do to make it easier for small business? Small business can't take off, go to Jackal Island for a week. That's tough. Right. How can we make it cheap? Right. So what we did, we, we partnered with our the Technical College Systems of Georgia and we had our very first before the COVID-19 um Small business conference where mm-hmm. we we hosted I don't know ten or eleven classes teaching them how to do business uh, cost twenty five dollars that included lunch gotcha. and and Paul we sold out the mm-hmm. fire marshal literally had to say no more people <laughs> no, right we had 250, ticket, right that's it we had two hundred fifty one <laughs> folks that showed up and uh, awesome. and it was really well done and now we're looking at how to do it virtually. Uh, we have to deal with the, the new normal, and we're looking at how to do that virtually. We want to do it all over the state uh, to try to help help those, uh, those small businesses. We created an online tutorial for a supplier uh, to register in our Team Georgia Marketplace, which right. includes uh, hundreds of procurement professionals across the state who managing the purchase of goods and services needed to operate the business of, of government. So we're doing as much as we possibly can to try to move the ball to help those good men and women and businesses that are trying to, to be successful within Georgia. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's incredible,
1: and, and I actually appreciate Everything that you laid out, because um, I think for many people outside the government uh, or even small businesses, we say the word government. Right. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes seen as just one big monolithic right institution, not realizing, as you just laid out, all of okay. the different divisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, within the state government, that helps the government operate. But also it creates what opportunities for these small businesses um, to engage with, with the government. Right. Within in these different departments. Um, so I think that's very important uh, for business owners to know that there are opportunities, not just this kind of one big, you know, one area of government, mm-hmm. but there's different divisions that really support our state uh, from, from that standpoint. Absolutely. And so, um, so as again, you started to talk about some of those uh, initiatives, um, even related to small businesses and, and the pandemic, can you kind of speak to maybe a few more of those in terms of how um, your DOAS is, is working with small businesses as well as the state overall
2: um, during the pandemic? First, thank you for giving us this opportunity to be here because Absolutely. it's it's a it's really good for us to be able to speak to the people. And uh, one of the things that that uh, if I could uh, point out the best starting place, the first place to start, is simply to become registered with DOS yes. uh, as a supplier. That's something mm-hmm. that that I would encourage folks to do. The process is free; it doesn't take but about five or ten minutes, and it provides. More Multiple benefits that includes uh, such things as email communications for business opportunities and targeted communications that allow a business to be added to a searchable database, mm-hmm. uh, as, so state and local government entities can find them, and as well as prime contractors. Uh, right. for developing potential business partnerships. Our goal is to connect businesses with opportunities. Now, that helps the businesses, but it also helps the taxpayers. The more competition we have, uh, the better bang for the buck we can get. Absolutely. Competition yes. is a good thing for everybody concerned. Also, go to the small business webpage on DOES. Now, that will include resources uh, and information about upcoming outreach and training. Training is very important uh, for small business suppliers. And uh, we conduct, uh, we'll have those uh, pair up with our our small business partners and various state entities such as the UGA Small Business Development Center, uh, Georgia Tech Procurement Assistance Center, the Georgia Department of Transportation. We'll pair them up with those folks and it all starts online again at www.does.ga.gov and we've also got additional resources uh, included partnering with uh, SBA, 8A, and veteran service organizations through our surplus property uh, division to provide cost savings opportunities and surplus property so we're doing a, doing an awful lot of things there and if they'll come to us we'll work with you
1: absolutely it's definitely um as i said many opportunities um you know from from that standpoint um to to work and and the government of course hasn't shut down right um during the pandemic it's been operating fully
2: to support the citizens of georgia We have not missed a beat. Uh, uh, One thing we've had to do, uh, we had a a virtual environment for our, uh, we've been exercising that for fleet and for surplus for about a year. And it worked well. Uh, we, uh, during the early part of the pandemic, uh, put our business continuity plan into action. And I have a large percentage, awful large percentage of our employees are working for home. But not only have they carried out all their functions and we have... Uh, we have uh, uh, studies that we are doing to make sure that we're uh, uh, meeting what we're supposed to do and getting our work done. Uh, we're continuing to look at those to be sure we're producing. Um, but we've done a, an awful lot of other things in addition to that, as a result of the of the pandemic. I mean, we've been slow, uh, uh, fully engaged in working with our. Uh, uh, support, you know, supporting essentially Governor Kemp's efforts and leadership in response to the pandemic. Uh, And we continue to work with those folks, uh, you know, with the partnership with our agencies such as the... Georgia Department of Public uh, Health, uh, run by Commissioner yes. Toomey, does such a great job with the Department of Economic Development, with the Georgia Emergency Management and Homeland Security, my good friend Homer Bryson over there, and, and others. And we had to help them achieve their outcome that they need to protect the citizens of Georgia. I mean, one of the first things we did was to recognize that the agency needed to be in a position to effectively communicate uh, our guidance and update uh, update our customers very quickly and so we launched a web page with a dedicated covid-19 page uh, for each of our business units, not just one, not just a generic one, but one from each of our business units so our partners could go online and see specifically what they needed without wasting a lot of time. And during the crisis, we tried very hard to make uh, the information available as rapidly as we possibly could because they rely on us for information. But we also made, um, we made other adjustments and we jumped to in, in to support our state agencies, for, exa- for example. I'll brag a little bit here. All right. uh, Lisa Eason, state uh, our state purchasing division, uh, they assisted very quickly. Got involved with uh, our state entities and contracting efforts with GEMA. Um and and I can pull these statistics. Uh, I won't be complete, but I can give you a few of them mm-hmm. out of my okay. out of my head. We've added 172 suppliers of wow. PPE and medical uh, uh, equipment. We sourced and located uh, some four million isolation gowns, uh, three million M95 masks, fifty-five point eight million uh, nitrile gloves, one million medical surgical face masks, and the list goes on Incredible. and on. And they were working through the weekends. They were working at night. I cannot be prouder of them for the work they did. Uh, you know, we relied on a long number of years of good relationships with our uh, procurement network to be able to get uh, help get goods uh, in quickly. Uh, Director Bryce and other ones, they were contracting, they were getting goods in, and we added to that uh, right. when they came to us and asked us to help. And and we did a, a myriad of other things uh, involving statewide uh, statewide contracting, and uh, I'm very, very happy to uh, to be able to have been part of that. One thing we did, I remember, uh, uh I think there was a company named premier surplus. They were one of mm-hmm. our, uh, small, uh, companies, our, yes. uh, small businesses, I should say. And they, uh, refurbished a hundred laptops for us, uh, so that, um, some of, some of our agencies could use those to do telework and that sort of thing. So we tried to, to work with everybody concerned to try to, Try to add uh, something to the fight to help the good men and women on the front lines that are that are out there protecting us. So,
1: absolutely, and, and we definitely uh, appreciate that, and I'm sure they do too. Because um, a lot of times that type of activity is right, happening behind the scenes that that you know the general public uh, isn't seeing that. And again, and one of the great parts of of that right, of what you just shared right are the businesses that are partnered with the state right to be able to provide those services uh, from and, and resources and PPE. Um, and everything else that that was that was needed. and so um, you know it's, it's, it's wonderful again to have an organization or an entity right that's engaging uh, businesses in the small business community, but that's also helping the entire state at, at the same time. it's really well, a partnership that that, it,
2: it, that is the best word you can use. it is a partnership not only with our suppliers and and uh, but also within state government and that's right. kind of our role. we're a little bit of a backdoor operation. Mm -hmm. But one of the well, one of the huge things, for example, uh, Al Howell over at our human resources uh, did just uh, HRA, Human Resource Administration. Uh, They were we had to they spent I can't tell you the number of hours in consultation with our DOES legal staff uh, to review the new federal laws and regulations related to COVID-19 leave and the other uh, to try to put them into a statewide policy and develop. Uh, uh, frequently asked questions to be able, because we were getting a myriad of questions from various state agencies. How do you apply this? And we'd be halfway through it and we get a new set of regulations <laughs> coming right. in. I can relate, trust me. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, we were, we were I think, 45 minutes to go on online one time and had a new set of regs and <laughs> we said, well, hold it up and, and worked right. hard. Yeah, and, that went up to start over, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what you got to do. I mean, it's, a, it's an emergency and as I learned years ago in the Marine Corps, you have to adapt and overcome. And that's uh, be flexible, you know, be flexible. It's kind of like a, a business. You have to be flexible to meet your customer needs. Well, that's what we do. We try best to to run DOS like a business. And I think it makes sense. And, uh, and I'm just, as I said before, I can't be prouder of the folks that are working there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, yay. I just want to say, Commissioner, definitely you have the right to brag anytime you want to because I am on that team with you, and this is why I love it, (laughs) and under your leadership. So I want to applaud you just being there. you know i came in at the beginning of january and and being there and seeing what you guys have done in such a short period of time of just me being there and then you throw on in the pandemic and the response rates and the devotion and commitment from each division and each team member that i have witnessed has just been incredible and inspiring so Uh, So if you don't mind, we are going to jump. So you you spoke of your careers or your law enforcement. So let's go to that. It's so exciting because um, I don't know if you remember, but we kind of shared a moment. We shared a moment, Commissioner, of um, being uh, both uh, in the area of Brunswick and St. Simons Island. And I've lived there and you're currently, you know, commuting and living there and going back and forth. And so it's so much Believe it or not, it's a small town, but it has a lot of history to it. So, uh, but there, your careers in law and business and even military contrast it with your extensive leadership opportunities. But how have those experiences served you in your current role with DOAS?
2: Well, that's, that's a good question. I'm much more comfortable. Uh, uh, talking about y'all than I am talking about myself, <laughs> you know, it's a, and I do remember uh, sharing a moment. Yes. I have a I have a standing policy that I would bring uh, every new hire that comes in. I sit down with them in our office. I like to do it uh, within the first week that we're there and learn yes. about our... Everybody and and uh, and I, I definitely remember that, Alicia. But. And
0: I'm as nervous now talking to you as I was then. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm a, you always
2: no, make it comfortable, no, though. No, no reason to be <laughs> no reason to be nervous at all. You know, uh, I, I don't know. That's a very that's a very good question. I was uh, not expecting to come up here, when I was offered the the opportunity to come, I'm very thankful to Governor Kemp that he gave me the opportunity to lead. I enjoy leadership very very much. I as I've said, I. I think that government service is honorable and, yes. you know, it's, it adds a lot to, to the person and adds a lot to the service that's done well. And, um, you know, it's it's um, I, I kind of believe I, rather than contrasting, I think it more so complemented okay. uh, what I'm doing now, uh, my life experiences and my role. I mean, I learned a long time ago uh, that you lead people and you manage things.
0: I learned I
2: learned that uh, in the Marine Corps as a young Mm -hmm. uh, young Marine officer, and uh, I I try to bring that uh, here that you first and foremost should be honored to lead. Uh, It's an honor, and you should be honored to lead. And what that means is you care for the for the good folks that are that are are working with you. Take care of them. Look out for them. And sometimes that means being tough, and sometimes it means uh, being kind. But it always means keeping them in your thoughts and your prayers and doing what is best for them and not what is best for you and uh why you carry out your mission because mission is 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 important that's why the taxpayers pay us and that's uh uh, we can't forget that you know mission's important but i believe that you can do both that you can take care of your troops and education and, uh, and development and good hard work rewarding that while at the same time uh carrying out your mission but uh, so that's one thing i learned you know uh um, you know i've worked in several operational roles both here and overseas i've served in a lot of different areas of the world from from hungary to korea to spain to honduras and different places and um at at i expected when i came into doas that i would probably uh, have to. I would find a place that was uh, had some very very good uh, performers, performers, mm-hmm. but maybe some that were not so good. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, so all I've been able to do because of the really true professionals, and I mean they turned out a product uh, so very very well. I just wish the citizens could could. Uh, 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 could witness Paul what I have witnessed there because Uh-oh. taking those experiences in the law, we do contracting. The law helps me every now and then to, right. to understand that process. I worked in a business contracting area and, and uh, business operations, business litigation, so that helps. Uh, working with knowing and working with a company that that uh, as, as I used to say, having to make that nut, having to make that payment. Right every month, mm-hmm. uh, brings a perspective to government service that I, I think uh, benefits us, that I can look at uh, a company with a, a two-pronged perspective. Yes, I'm looking at the government assignment that I have to be sure. One of my jobs, one of my titles is Chief Procurement Officer for the state of Georgia. Okay, and. Yeah i have to be sure that the laws are carried out in an effective and efficient manner and a fair manner we can't have an ethical standard and fail and wink at it you've got to sure. maintain make it sure it's fair uh to all concerned but you can also look at it from a business perspective are we doing anything that's not truly necessary are we being efficient are we being kind to our suppliers are we are we reaching out to them and helping them from a business perspective the same way we would help any client that we had that we were doing work for? Because our client right. base is multifaceted. We have not only suppliers, but we have uh, state entities that need our help that are going to be buying from these suppliers. Now, what right. are we doing to be inefficient? What are we doing to be efficient? And so I try to look at it, and I think those experiences have helped me to look at it with uh from two different positions
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i think maybe that's a little bit that i can can bring in because our mission is very very diverse we have challenges every day uh, part of as you know working with businesses and you know uh, being able to adapt and adjust and remo- and respond quickly that's critical to right. you uh, I, I think uh, i'm not sure if i read your bio that you did some work with the national football league did you um, yeah, I did. I, never, I thought consultant. you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you did. I, let me tell you. You may recall. I can recall working uh, uh, with the National Football League, and you better mm-hmm. be on time, and you better be yeah, on time with those good folks, or you won't be working with the National yeah, Football. League. Exactly. Wow. So it's uh, you know it's 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 that background that I think right. uh, maybe helps a little bit, and being able to be part of that business world. Uh, you know maybe brings that a little bit of perspective that i hope will uh, you you always want to do you always want to leave a place a little better than you found it yes absolutely and and, absolutely. and i yeah i've been bragging on my folks i really <laughs> have but but it's well earned and i tell you yeah. that's absolutely. the t- that's the tough part of my job leaving it better than i found it because uh because of the professionalism that we have, but I hope that I can bring those life experiences, maybe, and and do a little bit that will help, and then pass it on a little bit better than than I than I received it. But it's going to be a tough one because we got some good folks. Definitely.
1: Well, at least it's a high bar, right? Uh, the, the, the it is.
2: It's a high bar. Yeah. It's just a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Well, you
2: can always improve. I mean, we, we're looking yeah. at a lot of efficiencies. We've been going through that uh, right. uh, and to try to improve in different areas, uh, intelligent automation, things like that. And we're, we are right. certainly going to be grabbing hold of those.
0: You have to, Paul. We we have to. They step up the game. You can't be there in a slacker. I mean, did I read you the commissioner's bio? Did, <laughs> 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 I mean, they they make they inspire you. I really do mean Definitely. that. That it is very inspiring to be surrounded by the knowledge, the intelligence, the commitment um, of you know uh, of so many team members, and under the commissioner's leadership to to set the example and lead the charge on that. So. Absolutely.
1: And so I, I know there, there's a question I know, uh, Talisha, you're going to ask. And this, this this question was not in your bio, So, but it's a very unique perspective that, that you have on a very significant historical figure. Uh, so Tisha, I'll let you jump in with that question because I'm, I'm very excited to hear this answer okay. <laughs> to this question.
0: Commissioner, I have to ask. I must, having been assigned to such a revered leader as Reverend Martin Luther King, Sr. What are some of the traits you believe it takes to be an effective leader during a time such as this, as this pandemic, and what's going on in the world today?
2: Your- I did. I did. As a young man, uh, I was blessed to to have that experience. Uh, uh daddy king as he was known to everybody
0: oh, wow
2: was was a uh, uh in in his own way was a very humbling uh uh it humbled me i'll put it that way to be around him i stood and listened and uh uh, just thought he was just a wonderful man and a great leader in his own right. Let me tell you, uh, a great leader in his own right and, and uh, an inspiring, inspiring man. I could tell you some funny stories too. I won't hear, but uh, that ha- <laughs> but well, we'll I'll, say I'll that tell for
1: it. the next interview. Well, I'll t- I'll, you know, I, I uh, uh, he would he
2: would uh, he would direct you accordingly too. Let me tell oh, wow. you, he would direct you accordingly. And, uh, but I did think the world of him, and uh, I was very honored to have been a. Uh, to him for a while the um, uh, what was the second part of the question there that you had Alicia I'm I'm sorry
0: what are some of the traits you know you you you, we revere him we hear about him we hear about all of the great Mm -hmm. things he's done and you spoke high you know highly but you haven't you've had a personal relationship with them and just taking some of those experiences of your own, as well as seeing him and his leadership role, what are some of the traits that you believe that it takes that to bring over, to be an effective leader, to be that empowering, you know, in today's society or in what's going on in the world today? Humility. Ah, Uh, that's
2: That's a word not used a lot. Uh, humility is one and, and I, I tried to touch on it you uh and, and going back to my early my early life the marine corps uh we have a tradition in the marine corps that the troops eat first if you're in the field mm-hmm. and you're the commander for example you go through last you eat last mm-hmm. wow. and and it's by rank you know the the enlisted folks will eat before the Second lieutenants, the second lieutenants will eat before the first lieutenants. And that goes, that reminds all concerned uh, who really matters mm. in any working organization. You know, it's privates that take hills, it's not generals. And so you need to, uh, you need to, to understand that. The other thing, if you're going to be successful, Mm -hmm. I truly, I truly believe that, that, you know, that it's a a good way of looking at things. That's just kind of my personal belief factor. The other thing too, and I, if you walk in my office, Paul, you'll see it. It's hanging on the left side uh, of the door. That's the, and, and I purposely put it there so that people that, uh, walk out of my office, the last thing they see is the sign and it says, stay calm and carry on. Mm -hmm. And I think calmness, uh, things are going to go bad in any operation. Uh, That's to be expected. Mm -hmm. And so you just stay calm and deal with it. Uh, Absolutely, and and if you can kind of keep that in your mind, the first thing you do when something hits, and you think that Western civilization will end as you know it, as I like to joke about, if you Mm -hmm. don't handle this right away, stay calm. I think it was General Marshall that said that when he had, uh, you know, he was he was uh, chief staff of the Army and a great leader in his own right. He was responsible for carrying out the Marshall Plan after World War II. I think he said, "Of all those things I worried about." in the future if i have it to do had it to do over again i would worry only about half of them because most of them <laughs> right. at least, he said that's at least at least at least half did turn out so that's right. that's one thing try to try as hard as you can to to be calm and to lead thoughtfully, uh, work hard, do your due diligence, right. uh, be a professional in what you do. You can't know everything, but at least try to know as much as you can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's what little bit of a leadership perspective I'll bring to you. I don't know if that answers your question, Lisa, no, absolutely. But I, hope, I hope it does.
0: It absolutely does. I, there's a lot of anti anti perspirant that goes along with keeping calm though oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying exactly.
2: well don't get me exactly. wrong there, there's been a few times i i uh, uh pulled out this old gray hair but i try to do it privately and yes. a little quietly you know take a few
0: absolutely
2: breaths, take a few breaths before you respond <laughs> you absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Well, sir, we, we definitely
1: appreciate, um, your, your time, um, and, and your insights and, and definitely this is not enough time to get, get everything. Um, but hopefully we'll have a chance to actually do this again. Um, in the well, future. uh,
2: Paul, it's my honor and, and I would, uh, I would look forward to it greatly. I really Absolutely. would. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun for me. Good, good. So, so again, you've been a business owner and I give you this,
1: this last question, just kind of wrap up any encouragement, um, that you would have for entrepreneurs right now, small business owners, um, as again, we're navigating the season, um, you know, from your position now, but also, again, you've been a business owner. So any, any final thoughts that you would have uh, to, to our small business audience?
2: I've talked to a lot of small business owners um, since the pandemic began, for example, and I have been amazed at them being able to leave. Uh, I was an intelligence officer for a while, and part of what you the hardest thing you have to do with any commander is to tell them to fight the battle as it exists on the ground, not as you want it, uh, not as you want it to be you have yeah. to this you know, we call it ground truth. So mm-hmm. you have to look at what is the ground truth of your organization and if you're having to adapt during this new pandemic or whatever faces you in the future, then study the ground truth and see what you can do to overcome it mm-hmm. uh, and 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 make your every little thing in an operation if you can save 10 minutes, in handling paper, for example, that's where we use robotics a little bit or intelligent yep. automation. If I can save a redundant task for 10 minutes, if it's nothing more than handling mail, uh, for example, within DOAS, we're going paperless. We're not going to – it's going to save on copy machines. Right. It's going to save on a lot of things. And uh, But we're putting uh, – we have lost time in employees trying to find certain documents. Well, you put a keywords words in a search – automatically that will come up. I mean, we shredded, I think it was the last number that was given to me, something like 40,000 documents Mm -hmm. that have been stored. We have storage costs. We can safely and securely store those offline. Employees simply taking a few minutes to go into a room to search for those things uh, cost you more money than if they push a computer button and there it is. So, every little thing that takes away from your, uh, uh, adds more cost to your operation, that's what you need to look at. Mm -hmm. Streamline it, work with it, constantly be vigilant, train the employees, look at recruitment you know, uh, work with them. And that's one of the things we started a leadership academy. Lisa Eason did a great job starting it within state purchasing division. I came in my first month. I looked at it. I said, this is a wonderful program. We're trying to build a deep bench. Let me ask you a question. Why aren't we doing it agency wide? Mm -hmm. Would you like to do that? I sure would. We now have an agency-wide program. And she was tickled to do it, you know. And uh, we bring in folks. We try to – we take some time out. Normally, it's on a Friday. Our students have to apply, uh, and uh, they have to compete. They come in, Mm -hmm. and they spend – uh, at least half a day on a Friday over several months, learning from the best and brightest and learning how right. to be better professionals. I'm building that bench. After I leave, we're going to have a deeper, deeper bench than we had before. And that's important to you. So don't forget the education of your employees. Uh, and those are just a few items I can think of. No, that's uh,
0: we, they do. We do, um, have the ability and the opportunity to dive into quite a few uh, educational and leadership opportunities. Um, So I look forward to taking more advantage of those. And I'm really grateful that DOAS provides that. Um, So thank you commissioner for today i truly have enjoyed it and uh is there a chance that i can sign up again for my co- commissioner coffee with the commission <laughs> or <laughs> do can. i just need to well, meet you on the podcast I platform I, I, be an honorary employee <laughs>
1: and <community>.
2: well, yes. <laughs> well paul paul will do it what, what we started i just I, I, before the pandemic hit I have to tell them yeah we I, I just i call it coffee with a commission Just come on in. We'll sit for normally an hour and a half, and I'll take questions from. The, from the everybody that signs up nobody's made to do it you want to sign up come on in we'll sit and talk yeah. and then uh, it helps us to, you've got to get messaging out you've got to communicate we have a thing that comes out uh, whilst coming out weekly we now do it every two weeks calls news news on the move because we're looking at hoteling and more virtual work because it seems to be working out very effectively and efficiently for us but i wanted to keep the employees uh uh, advised uh, uh, Carla Murphy and her team do, yes. do, they do a great job in, in putting that thing together but we also send out communications directly from me to the to the everybody about every two weeks or so yes, I'll, uh, things I want to share, share if it's budget, if it's open and honest communication, because people have concerns out there they need to know. And, uh, but one of the things that I just truthfully love doing is coffee with a commission. They'd come in, I'd cook some coffee for them, and we'd sit around and talk. Well, I can't, I, I got, we can't do it now because we're in a <laughs> virtual. Situation. Well, what do you do? You adapt and overcome. So I yeah. got with the folks. I said I want to do it virtually. I can't provide Thank the you. coffee, but I can right. provide yeah. the I can provide the commission. So, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: or we just create a podcast where we have the commissioner yeah. on and you, you just call. come there you in. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> so, so Paul, I'm going to tell you, you're you're invited anytime. That's come I on in, and, yeah. and we uh, uh, so we just we just did our first virtual one, and it yeah. seemed like it worked pretty well. Yeah, that's another yeah, yeah, well. good so good little technique we
1: use. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I truly believe people are the most uh, important asset of any organization. So it's great to hear that, that you are living that out um, also from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, again, I definitely want to thank you uh, for your time. Also, thank you, uh, Talisha, for helping to coordinate this and set this up. And I will, of course, co-host this show um, as representing DOAS. And again, thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Small Business Fuel. Our goal at the UGA SBDC is to provide you with relevant resources Practical tools and training resources to help small business grow and succeed. If you would like to connect with us one on one to get help for your small business, we have business consultants at 18 locations around the state to assist you. Please visit us at our website at www.georgiasbdc.org forward slash Atlanta. And until our next episode of Small Business Fuel, please stay health, safe, healthy, and profitable.
0: Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.